88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the chief executive Carrie Lam says the government is highly concerned about the Taishan nuclear plant in Guangdong, but that everything remains normal. Mrs Lam also says help will be given to the organisers of the Gay Games and the Consumer Council puts out advisories about cat food and low-carb rice cookers. The chief executive Carrie Lam says the government is highly concerned about the Taishan nuclear plant in Guangdong, but that everything remains normal. This follows reports of a leak at the plant. Vicky Wong reports. A CNN report said the US government was assessing a report of a leak at the plant, a joint venture between French power group EDF and China General Nuclear Power Group. The US news network said Framatome, the EDF business that designed the reactor and helps operate it, had warned of an imminent radiological threat. EDF said the inert gas buildup of krypton and xenon was a known phenomenon and measurements were below maximum levels allowed in China. State-run CGN, the plant's majority owner, said operations met safety rules and the surrounding environment was safe. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says help will be given to the organisers of the Gay Games to rent out government venues for next year's event. Speaking ahead of the weekly Exco meeting, she said the aim of the Games was to promote inclusiveness and diversity. Mrs Lam also said she regretted comments some lawmakers had made about the event. She didn't name anyone, but Junius Ho had earlier said in LegCo that the event would bring dirty money into Hong Kong, while Holden Chow had expressed concerns that it would affect social stability. Now, it was much regretted that in the course of the discussing over this question in the Legislative Council, that individual members have become a bit emotional in expressing their view. But after all, they are Legislative Council members and they have their own standards they should abide by. So um, I certainly, uh, personally, and as a chief executive, do not condone that sort of remarks by individuals which will uh, unnecessarily uh, divide society and even raise hatred among certain sectors in the community. Mrs Lam also acknowledged that new rules for films to be censored on national security grounds had caused some anxiety, but she reassured people that Hong Kong would remain a cultural hub. At a weekly media briefing, she said the Commerce Secretary Edward Yao would meet with stakeholders to address their concerns. Rights and freedoms, including the freedom of expression, are not without restrictions. The court has ruled on many, many occasions that at the end of the day, some of these individual rights and freedoms have to be restrained by law in order to have a civilized society, in order to have a safe city. So it is a matter of striking the needed balance between respecting creative freedom on the one hand, but safeguarding national security and safety of Hong Kong on the other hand. Chief Executive also said she didn't feel any pressure from Beijing's liaison office chief after he said that the organisers of the June the 4th candlelight vigil were a major foe of Hong Kong. Last Saturday, Luo Huaning claimed that those who chant the slogan End One Party Rule are people who are trying to use the SER to contain China. The slogan was often heard at vigils hosted by the Alliance in Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements in China. Mrs Lam says she completely agrees with Mr Law, but whatever action the government took would have to be done in accordance with the law. The Chinese scientist from the Wuhan Institute of Virology denies allegations that COVID-19 leaked from her laboratory. Shi Zheng Li, an expert in bad coronaviruses, told the New York Times that her experiments tried to understand how viruses jumped across species but never tried to strengthen their virulence. 
The New York Times has said that in 2017, Dr. Xi and her colleagues published a report on an experiment where they created new hybrid bat coronaviruses. China has denied the accusations of a lab leak, but they have recently gained traction fueled by reports that three researchers from the Wuhan laboratory became sick in 2019 after visiting a bat cave in Yunnan province. The head of the University of Hong Kong Shenzhen Hospital has reassured local residents living across the border that there's a sufficient supply of COVID vaccines. Some Hong Kong people living in Shenzhen have said daily bookings for the jabs are snatched up within minutes. Lo Chung Mao urged them to be patient, saying the 600,000 Hong Kong people in Shenzhen couldn't expect to be inoculated in just a day or two. He noted that bookings at eight vaccination centres in the mainland city were open to Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan residents, as well as foreigners. He also said his hospital will provide a 1,000 slots daily starting this week, which should double in a month's time, with an increase in manpower and resources. 31-year-old product designer has been remanded in custody after he was convicted of rioting during the violent anti-government clashes that took place around the Polytechnic University two years ago. Here's Francis Sitt. Le Shek Hang was arrested on Wuhu Street in Hong Hong on November 18, 2019, and was found with cable ties and marbles in his bag. The defendant has said he only wanted to visit his alma mater to witness attempts between academic staff and protesters to resolve the conflict. District Court Judge Frank Yu rejected his explanation, saying it was inconsistent with video footage which showed him at a different location to where he had said. The judge also rejected his defense that the marbles and cable ties were for his cat at home, adding that the man was arrested at the scene wearing protective gear. The court also convicted him of possessing instruments fit for unlawful purposes. The case was adjourned to July the 19th for sentencing and Loi was remanded in custody. Consumer Council is urging cat owners to pay attention to the canned or wet food they feed their pets, saying most of the food it tested did not meet international standards on mineral content. The watchdog said the insufficient or excessive intake of minerals like iron and iodine could lead to anemic or thyroid problems. The council's Dr Victor Loy reminded cat owners to check nutritional labels on the food packaging and to consider whether they are buying complete or complementary cat food. The council found that four models of the uh, complementary pet food uh, did not declare this product category as a complementary pet food on the packaging, and consumer might be misled into uh, thinking that this model could provide complete and balanced nutrition for the cat. And the Consumer Council says half of the 11 so-called low-carb rice cookers it tested don't help users reduce their carbohydrate intake. It says the rice cooked in six of them contained even more carbohydrates than rice cooked in a traditional rice cooker. The Consumer Watchdog said on average the 11 cookers reduced the carb level by 4%. The council's Victor Loy said diabetic patients should control how much rice they eat instead of relying on low-carb rice cookers to control their blood sugar level. Cut reducing performance of low-carb rice cooker tofu. Low-carb rice is not necessarily healthier than normal rice. If consumers let their gut down and increase the serving size of the local rice, it may counterproductively increase the carbohydrate intake and pose health risks. The U.S. Navy says an aircraft carrier group led by the USS Ronald Reagan has entered the South China Sea as part of a routine mission. It said the group was conducting maritime security operations and strike exercises. China, which claims almost all of the South China Sea, frequently objects to U.S. military missions there. 
President Biden says he'll lay down red lines to his Russian counterpart in the meeting on Wednesday. Speaking after a summit of NATO leaders, Mr Biden acknowledged he faced a tough opponent in Vladimir Putin, whom he called a bright and tough adversary. And he said he was ready to cooperate with Moscow if it chose to do so, but would respond if Russia continued its harmful activities. I'm going to make clear to President Putin that there are areas where we can cooperate if he chooses. And if he chooses not to cooperate and acts in a way that he has in the past relative to cybersecurity and some other activities, then we will respond. Plans to end coronavirus restrictions in England have been delayed for four weeks because of rising infections. Total reported cases are now at their highest since February. But hospital admissions and deaths remain low, thanks in large part to Britain's rapid vaccination rollout. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the delay would allow many more people to be fully vaccinated against COVID. Even if the link between infection and hospitalisation has been weakened, it hasn't been severed. And even if the link between hospitalisation and death has also been weakened, I'm afraid numbers in intensive care are also rising. And since today, I cannot say that we have met all our four tests for proceeding with step four on June the 21st. I think it is sensible to wait just a little longer. Britain and Australia have reportedly reached a trade agreement. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his Australian counterpart Scott Morrison discussed the broad terms of a trade deal at a meeting in London. Here's the BBC's Shana Khalil. The Prime Minister in the UK will say, well, look, this is the official, officially the first UK post-Brexit deal. And Scott Morrison can come here and say, well, we've struck the first uh, deal with the UK after it's left the EU. But I think it also sets the tone, really. So we're seeing in action the British economy, if you will, post-Brexit, what it will look like, how it will change, what kind of deals they're striking, and also what kind of compromises uh, they're going to make. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,626. That's 214 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $85 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 110.04 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 95 cents. Sport now, and we start with football's Euro 2020. Lovely little touch away from Yankto, but it's been blocked and it's going to ping out here to Shikri Sports Marshall up his line. Goal! Oh, what a goal! Patrick Shikri scored from what a goal! line for the Czech Republic. Scotland have been totally done by a moment of sheer brilliance. Patrick Schick scored from the halfway line as the Czech Republic beat Scotland 2-0 at Hampden Park. It was Scotland's first match at a major finals in 23 years. Schick scored both goals to put the Czechs above England in Group D on goal difference. His first half header was followed by that stunning second half strike when he caught the Scotland keeper off his line. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw him. I, I checked already in the first half. Uh, maybe when this situation uh, will come, uh, I knew that he's really, he stayed very high. So uh, when, the, when the ball came... I just uh, quick check him where, where is he standing and uh, I saw his, his eyes so I tried and it was a nice goal. Spain dominated possession but failed to win their opening game against Sweden. Spain had 17 attempts on goal with five on target but their Group E match in Seville ended 0-0. 
In the same group, Slovakia beat 10 men Poland 2-1 in St. Petersburg. Defender Milan Skriniar scored the winning goal. The Danish FA have said that Christian Eriksson remains in a stable condition in hospital after suffering a cardiac arrest during Denmark's Euro 2020 match against Finland in Copenhagen on Saturday. Eriksson's teammates have expressed dissatisfaction at the position they were put in after he collapsed, having to decide whether to finish the match that evening or the next morning. Goalkeeper Kasper Schmeichel said the decision was made too hastily. I think the game was played, but I think the, the, the question is, obviously, I think... Uh, a decision about the game should probably not have been been made uh, in the heat of the moment. I think uh, it would probably have been a, a wise decision to uh, to maybe change their change the the rules or the regulations in in extraordinary circumstances and and uh, maybe take a breath and then reconvene the day after and make a decision on how we go forward. Today is our first uh, kind of training session today and. Um, I think there's a lot of different there's a lot of people who react in very different ways, and uh, we need to try and find a way to uh, to get back to normality. Um, but I think the real important thing for us is that we know that Christian's okay, and um, from there on, uh, we 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 talked a lot about the the spirit that we have in this team, and to be able to fight the way that we've done, uh, that be possible without us knowing that Christian was okay. So. Um, so for us, it, it's uh, it's about trying to get together now and and uh, and just give everything we have, give our best. If it's enough, it's enough. It's not. If not, then I mean we've we we can we can look each other in the eyes and we can we can honestly say that we've given and, and done everything that we could. Finland playing in their first major tournament went on to win the game one 0 The captain Tim Sparv said no one was in the right frame of mind to resume the game. None of us were okay. It's not an optimal uh, situation to to play football uh, after a situation like this. Uh, I don't think anyone was in the right right frame of mind. Um, but uh, you know that was that was what happened. We uh, we tried to to focus on the football. Uh, I think everybody did what they could. They did their best, but uh, but of course it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't easy. It was very difficult. Argentina were held to a 1-1 draw by Chile in their opening match at the Copa America in Rio de Janeiro. Lionel Messi's free kick had given Argentina a half-time lead. Chile equalised on 56 minutes when Eduardo Vargas headed into an empty net after Arturo Vidal's penalty was saved. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government is highly concerned about the Taishan nuclear power plants in Guangdong, but that everything remains normal. And Mrs. Lam also says help will be given to the organisers of the gay games. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you all had a great long weekend, a great uh, Dragon Boats Festival. A bit rainy today, but that's okay because we're going to fill your day with lots of great chats today. We're starting the show by chatting with Joshua Leung about his full hike of the Pacific Crest Trail, which spans across Mexico all the way through to Canada, through California, Oregon, and Washington. Joshua will be joining us in about 10 minutes or so, and we hope you can join us uh, on Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. This way you'll be able to see and hear our conversation this afternoon. And after the 2 o'clock news, Tuesday reporter Andrew Dembina joins us for some global and local food news update. And finally, after 2.30, Radio 3 and Marie Evans talks to philanthropist Sean Ho-Tung, who's joining together with the Hong Kong Ex-Servicemen Association to send over the much-needed supplies to Nepal to combat COVID-19.